Welcome to the Viking Podcast with head coach Jace Coburn. I am your host, Mike Lunt, and the Viking Podcast is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. They support Viking athletics all year long, and we thank them for their support. Uh, today, the Vikings have played four games and preparing for a very exciting Phil Knight Legacy Tournament as we record this on Monday, November 21st. Uh, so let's bring in the head coach and talk Viking basketball. Welcome, Coach Jace Coburn. Thanks, appreciate it. I have a question for you. Did anything interesting happen over this past weekend? <laughs> yeah, we went down to Corvallis and got a big win. You know, our players worked really hard for that, and, uh, you know, we're really excited to get that first win against Oregon State, and I'm really proud of those guys. Yeah, it was uh, a, a, a great win. It was, in the end, a fairly convincing win because uh, your team led for much of the game. It was fairly close, but led for much of the game. And then the last few minutes just kind of took, took the game uh, uh, by the back of the collar and, uh, and, and took control of it. It ended a long run, and, and I know you were pro- probably a part of a few of those games, a long run of losses to the Beavers. But the problem is they were oh so very close. Last year, of course, uh, your first team uh, had a lead against the Beavers in the second half but ended up losing that game. But the Vikings had lost seven games by nine, five, six, five, three, five, four points, all in the past uh, eight meetings. So it's been so close. And um, finally, the Vikings uh, get that win, and uh, a lot of people excited. So tell me, you have a big win. That's got to rank right up there among your your wins in your uh, short head coaching career here at Portland State. How many calls and texts did you get after that? Quite a few, you know. And I really appreciate all the support. I'm I'm um, really lucky to have such good friends and uh, people in coaching that really support um, my career, and and uh, a lot of former coaches I've worked with, and. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky, uh, to have so many great friends. It's awesome. And, uh, as we, uh, kind of review the first two weeks of the season, we'll go through it really quickly since we did our last podcast, uh, before the season started, uh, the Vikings opened at Portland, a very close game there, losing 98, 91, then up at Seattle, another game that was, uh, very close. Uh, but Seattle came away winners, 83, 71, then the Vikings at home playing NAIA Evergreen in uh, beating them handily, 113 uh, to 40, and of course going down state and winning 79 to 66. So the Vikings two and two right now. Uh, you've seen a variety of things, coach. You've seen good play. You've seen not so good play. You've seen good opponents, maybe uh, maybe a not so good opponent. Let's be honest there. Uh, what has pleased you in general so far about your team? I think so far, every time we stepped on the floor, we've gotten better. I think there's been definitely elements of uh, what we've been doing that have, have gotten better every game because at the end of the day, we wanted the best version of our team in. Um, and so when you when you see the, you know, continual improvement, um, it, it gives you a lot of hope. So um, we'll keep getting better every game and, um, you know, just taking it one day at a time. And as we look at the uh, stats, you know, a, a variety of opponents and certainly uh, things a little askew with that win over Evergreen, but uh, you played three solid opponents other than Evergreen. Uh, so the stats have to be a pretty accurate reflection right now. The team averaging 88 points, that leads the big sky. Ten three-pointers made per game. I know that's been uh, something the team has struggled a bit with the last couple of years. has to make you happy. Uh, but we're seeing it on both sides of the ball. Uh, 16 assists per game, that also leads the big sky. Uh, and the Vikings lead the big sky and block shots. 
Uh, so a variety of things. Opponent field goal percentage, 374. A variety of things that your team is doing well on both ends of the court, and now probably you're looking to refine both of those. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think it first starts with um, our players own each individual individual strengths. Really helped our team chemistry too because um, our guys are very different from each other. And so, um, you know, it's it's really starting to work out and um, guys are playing to their strengths and we just need to continue to do that and everything will be fine. All right. As uh, we look down the roster, a lot of new guys, uh, people are still learning who they are. You've seen some outstanding play from those new guys. I'm going to make you do something you don't like to do, and that's single a few guys out. But uh, good play from so many different players, and and I'm going to go through a few. Don't be afraid to say a few nice things about these individuals. Uh, Jarrell Satterfield, 26 points at Oregon State, and he kind of appears to have gotten better with each game. And I know going into the season, you told me you thought he would be one of your key players this year. Um, First, I like to say nice things about our guys, but I like to say nice things about all of them. <laughs> um, but no, S- Satterfield, I mean, yeah. I mean, he, you know, we've seen it in practice um, this whole entire time. Obviously, we know he can really shoot the ball and he can put it on the floor and get to the rim. And um, he's really improved defensively. And, and uh, you know, he's he's been doing a really good job on the glass recently. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, his activity level as a player has really picked up. And I'm very proud of him for the steps that he's taken as a player. Um, you know, and we're looking forward to ha- him having a big year and a big impact. And um, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier about the chemistry por- portion is that, like, when guys naturally um, play their game, um, everybody can see where they fit in. And so, you know, I think for him, he's, he's seen where he fits in at, and uh, he's been really good for us so far. Okay, and here's a guy who expected to be a guy uh, to help lead the offense, and that's Cameron Parker. Right now he's leading the team in assists, and he's probably giving you just what you hoped for in terms of handling the ball, leads and assists, assist-to-turnover ratio, just keeping the team steady on offense. Yeah, you know, I, I think he's gotten out to a really good start so far in the season. Um, you know, he, he's done a really good job of making the right plays, whether it's passing or scoring, um, you know, because, I, I, you know, with him, we really want him, you know, to make the right play and not try and predetermine that he's going to pass or predetermine that he's going to score or whatever, um, you know, and he's just making the right play and he's just playing basketball. And uh, it's a nice thing as a coach to be able to have um, multiple guys that you trust with the ball. And he's one of the guys that we really trust with the ball to be able to make the right play. And, and it's, a, it's a fun way to coach, a fun way to play. And, um, yeah, I've been really impressed with how he's played so far. And then, you know, when you look at the starting lineup, you got a couple players in there, and you're a guy who, who's really uh, trying to have a defensive-minded team. And you got a couple guys in there who are kind of de- defensive specialists, Jacob Iman, Michael Starks. Uh, they don't have numbers that I'm going to throw at you, but I think – um, they bring a mindset you really like. No doubt. Um, you know, with Starks, I mean, he's, he obviously brings a defensive mentality, but he's really worked on his game over the last couple months, and he's just been in a little bit of foul trouble. But we're working through that, and I, I think we'll see him on the floor a lot more with some things that we've identified to uh, keep him out of foul trouble. But um, he's really worked on his game, and I've been very impressed. And it's really comforting as a coach to know you have two guys out there that can uh, take care of the ball and make the correct plays and know where to be and know where to go and – and all those types of things. So been uh, been happy with Starks, and like I said, we just got to get him on, you know, out of foul trouble a little bit more. And uh, Iman, you know, we've always trusted Jake, and um, I'm really excited for you know his potential on uh, this season. 
um, you know, and another guy who's been in a little bit of foul trouble, but you know, he's doing his thing. He's blocking his shots and staying active on the glass. And, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, his best basketballs are ahead of him and, you know, we, we just got to get him going a little bit through these first four games and, and he'll, he'll catch a stride and he'll be just fine. And every coach, uh, I think really wants to have a spark off the bench and you've had great bench play. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but I think you've probably gotten really good bench play from, you know, Isaiah Kirby, Hunter Woods, Isaiah Johnson, Keyshawn Saunders, Kendall Munson. Those guys have played the bulk of the minutes off the bench, and each one has given you uh, quality time at a given at a given moment. But you know, the spark off the bench, Kirby and Woods both averaging twelve and a half points, and they've been in there. You know, I mean, I know it's early in the season. I don't feel like we're ever going to have a drop off, and in some ways, we're. Um, a team that improves in, in different areas when we start subbing. So, um, you know, it, w- one thing for us too is that, like, I want to make sure we're balanced enough to be able to play 40 minutes and not have um, the highs and lows of who's on the floor and not on the floor and bad combinations. So um, a lot of those things are, you know, trying to be worked out. We're trying to figure our way out through it. And But, um, you know, the guys that are coming off the bench right now, um, are very talented and have um, really been helping the team. And, and uh, you know, I, I think so far to this point, um, you know, they've been really, really good. And so I'm very proud of them for that. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to use them. And, uh, again, you've gotten a lot of production from a lot of different guys. You know, a couple other guys that came in a, against uh, Evergreen, uh, Trey Wood and uh, Hayden Curtis had 10 points each in that game. They had their opportunity, and they, they pr- proved to be productive. And, you know, Coach, you talked about – we talked the other day about um, uh, your bench production and how it ranked uh, really high in the NCAA, so I did a little breakdown. So stay with me on these numbers. Your reserves have actually outscored your starters, mm-hmm. 184 to 170, and uh, it's been consistent each game in terms of starters and reserves uh, playing – or getting very similar uh, scoring. And uh, off the bench, you're shooting 51%, uh, which is actually quite a bit higher than the starters. So that really speaks to it. I mean, we have probably the most depth, you know, from from top to bottom. Um, Like I said, there's no drop off. And obviously you want to start and end games and end halves and start halves really well. But, uh, you know, we want to make sure we're really good. Uh, during those middle portions too and that's that's where you know the subbing and different lineups start taking you know taking hold and things like that so um yeah i mean our 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 bench guys have have done a really good job and like i said earlier i don't like for us in our program i don't think we necessarily look at it as in like starters and bench players i mean we just we look at it guys that we're going to have play basketball you know, and I, I understand and know everybody likes their name called and, you know, and, and that whole deal, which is cool. But like, um, you know, for us, like if you're in the rotation, you're playing. And uh, to, to me, that's probably the most important thing when it breaks down to playing time, because we're going to roll with the groups out there that, that get hot within a game. So, um, yeah, our guys, you know, from top to bottom are all doing really well. Um, they're, they're making it really hard on me to try and figure out who to play and who not to play and all that type of stuff. But, uh, yeah, competition creates chemistry, and uh, we got some good chemistry right now. So. It's, and it's a good problem to have, I suppose. Okay, let's look ahead now. Um, the Vikings playing in the Phil Knight Legacy Tournament. Uh, we did this five years ago. You were an assistant coach uh, for Portland State, and uh, we saw some extraordinarily talented teams, no different this year. Um, 
the Vikings playing Gonzaga on Thanksgiving night. Coach, I am not sure I can stay up that late. It's a 9.30 tip-off. That's just about my bedtime, but uh, I'm going to find a way. I'll be there on the bench uh, very close to you uh, watching that game. Have you presented this game? I'm going to ask you, uh, create, create a scenario here. You get a win over a Pac-12 team. That's a good win for a Big Sky team any day of the week. There's no question about that. Do, do you uh, have you maybe presented this a situation to your team going on to Gonzaga? Is, is okay? We've taken one step. Let's take the next step. Or how do you present uh, playing uh, the second-ranked team in the nation? Yeah, I mean, obviously beating Oregon State and anything, it was just confidence for us to get a win under our belt, um, more so than uh, maybe who we beat. Um, you know, because we we really needed a win going into going into this tournament so um you know but yeah i mean it's it's another step we need to take and obviously we know gonzaga is very talented and they're very good and they're well coached and you can go on and on and on about how good they are um but we know we need to game plan for it and everything like that um yeah we we know we best foot forward on thursday and uh, you haven't, uh, while at Portland State, haven't actually faced Gonzaga. Oddly enough, the Vikings haven't played Gonzaga in 14 years, even though we're relatively close uh, on the map of the United States. Uh, so it'll be an interesting matchup, uh, televised, of course, on ESPN. And uh, game two will be Friday night. The Vikings will play either Purdue or West Virginia, depending on the outcome of games. And then uh, they take Saturday off. And then on Sunday, the Vikings have the possibility of playing Duke, possibly Oregon State again, um, Florida or Xavier. So those are some big name programs, no matter how you slice it, coach. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you have any uh, relationships with any of those? I mean, th these aren't programs we normally see. Do you have any relationships with perhaps any of the coaches or anybody at any of those programs? Well, it's crazy. As I, uh, Todd Golden, the coach at Florida, um, is from Phoenix also. So we, we grew up playing against each other. He's a little bit younger than I am, but uh, we grew up playing against each other in high school. You know, so we've kind of kept in touch throughout our coaching journeys, but yeah. Um, but everybody else, not, not, I mean, to be honest, not really. <laughs> a lot of these schools are from different parts of the country. So, um, you know, uh, but uh, obviously we see a lot of these teams on TV all the time. And, um, you know, it'd be good for our guys. It'd be good for our program, good for our school to get out there and compete against these other teams. Well, that's pretty good. I wasn't, I, I really didn't think you'd have any connection. Uh, like I say, these are, these are some pretty far flung teams uh, for us out here on the West coast. Let me ask you uh, one other question about you were there on the bench when the Vikings played Duke on Thanksgiving day, five years ago, Portland state leading at halftime, had a lead in the second half, I think with about 13 minutes to go, ended up losing that game. I think they only had four or five NBA players on that roster. So no shame in that they were ranked number one in the nation at the time. Any memories from that game for you or anything uh, special about that game that, that you can recall? Yeah, there's a lot of memories I have from that game. I mean, it feels like it was just yesterday, first of all. You know, it kind of does. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was a special team. I still talk to quite a few of those guys now. It was a good game against Duke and then the next night against Butler and then beat Stanford on the third night and going, man, like, like how we're going to get up for Butler tomorrow. We just gave everything we just absolutely had against Duke. And then we came back and had a chance to win the game and missed a three and ended up losing by two. And I remember specifically after that game going, man, I don't know how we're going to get up for Stanford. We can't possibly have anything left in the tank for Stanford. And then we showed up at Stanford and we got down and clawed ourselves back in that game and won. And 
you know, I, I mean, that team was a lot of fun to coach and obviously working for coach Peary was a lot of fun and, and just our identity and, um, you know, how hard we played in that tournament and, you know, and, and it really helped, um, throughout the season. So, you know, I have a lot of memories of, of the tournament the first time and, and, um, you know, the Duke game, of course, and, but the, but the other games too. And, uh, it was a lot of fun and, um, I'm excited for our team this year to be able to get that same experience. Well, I have one memory, uh, and it does actually involve Coach Perry. And uh, at halftime, the Vikings led 49 to 45. So uh, halftime horn sounds, team's walking off the court. Well, I'm walking off the court. The team, our team, Portland State, walking off the court. Coach is falling behind, and I was actually falling behind the coaches. He turns, whispers in my ear, do me a favor picture that scoreboard <laughs> so i did i don't know i don't know if he was actually joking or not but he wanted to picture that scoreboard with portland state leading so i took a picture of the scoreboard unfortunately the vikings did not win but put together a tremendous performance on national tv well i texted him or i sent him that photo off of my phone <clears throat> a day or two later uh so he had it and we joked around about it here and there but if you look at my phone right now you know how you have your contacts in your phone and you know you, mm -hmm. i'm sure you got a picture of your wife or your son or whatever under her contact uh image well my contact image for barrett peary is the scoreboard that says psu 49 duke 45 <laughs> so that's my memory from yeah. from that time you know I, I that team too i mean not to get off on a tangent here, but like that team really believed that they were going to do something special. You know, um, that team had great chemistry. They played together throughout that tournament and, but they really believed in each other, you know, and the preparation that went into it. I remember we played Utah state on, on the Monday, which That's right. Yeah. Like today. And, uh, you know, um, and we played really well in that game and won that game. And, you know, um, it was kind of similar to the Oregon, Oregon state win, um, in some ways, you know, gave us some good confidence going in and, and, uh, they believed, I mean, they believed that they belonged there, you know, and that, and that's what our team needs to do this time around is we need to believe that we belong there. And, uh, you know, we need, and at the same time, we need to show we belong there. And so, um, I'm excited though. I'm excited for our team to, to get out there on the floor with some of these teams. Okay, great. Well, I think what we're going to do is we'll stop it right here. Uh, the Vikings at two and two on the season very early. We're going to have more podcasts coming down the road. Uh, the Vikings playing uh, Gonzaga again Thanksgiving night and then playing again Friday and Sunday in the Phil Knight Legacy Tournament. Coach, I need to get you out of here quickly because it's late afternoon Monday and I know you have an appointment with your uh, Cardinals football team. They're on TV tonight. So how do you feel about that? Uh, you know what? I'll probably be a little distracted um, Monday night with Gonzaga coming up on Thursday and every, you know, so um, I don't know. I mean, Kyler Murray's out, so we'll see what happens with the cards this week, but 49ers are a good team. So, yeah. All right. Well, after the tournament, the Vikings uh, then come home. They play Portland Bible on Wednesday, November 30th, a Saturday afternoon game against Air Force Coach, before we get out of here, any last words on your team? Anything you want to tell the fans? No, I mean, I'm just excited to get our guys out there. And I, I remember how it all went down the last time. And um, we're going to give it our all. You know, we're going to go out there and compete and uh, give it our absolute all. And looking forward to seeing everybody out there. It's a great opportunity to see some really good basketball. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited. Let's get it going. All right. Vikings and Gonzaga, Thursday night, 930 on ESPN. Uh, watch the Vikings all week as they play in the Phil Knight Legacy Tournament. 
And uh, that'll that'll do it for us today. Uh, if you have any questions, we'll have more podcasts uh, coming more frequently as the season progresses. If you have any questions for Coach Coburn, you can email them to me, Mike Lund. You can find my email address on the staff directory at govikes.com. And once again, thank you to our sponsor, On Point Community Credit Union. And with that, we'll say goodbye and go Vikes.